Session five of the American Postal Service, second edition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The American Postal Service, second edition by Louis Melius. Chapter three, Department Operations, part three postal cards the postal cards now so generally used at once sprang into public favor when adopted in this country in eighteen seventy three their use has not only been a means of carrying intelligence in easy and convenient form but has contributed to commercial enterprise in many forms and many directions as the growing demand for them in the business world amply indicates the number issued to postmasters in nineteen sixteen was one billion forty seven million eight hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred and the value of these cards was ten million seven hundred eighty four thousand three hundred and seven dollars division of stamps postage stamps and other stamped paper on hand in post offices july first nineteen fifteen one hundred and four million thirty five thousand eight hundred twenty three dollars and forty eight cents stamped paper charged to postmasters two hundred eighty seven million three hundred fifty two thousand one hundred seventy six dollars ninety four cents sales by postmasters july first nineteen fifteen to july thirtieth nineteen sixteen two hundred seventy seven million seven hundred twenty eight thousand twenty five dollars and twenty cents stamped paper on hand in post offices june thirtieth nineteen sixteen hundred twelve million three hundred thirty two thousand seven hundred fourteen dollars sixty six cents the reduction in stamp sales which followed the outbreak of the war in europe and the gradual recovery is shown in the increases viz for the quarter ending september thirtieth nineteen fifteen the percentage of increase was three point zero one per cent for december thirty first nineteen fifteen it was nine point zero four per cent for march thirty first nineteen sixteen it was nine point eight seven per cent for june thirtieth nineteen sixteen it was eleven point two five per cent interesting information concerning the manufacture of stamps etc is given in the article relating to the bureau of engraving and printing on page forty six division of classification this division is charged with the consideration of all questions relating to the classification of matter admitted to the mails intended or deposited for mailing including the determination of admissibility of publications to a second class of mail matter the limit of weight and size of mail penalty envelopes and the franking privilege this office is in the bureau of the third assistant postmaster general to whom all questions upon this and kindred subjects should be addressed purchasing agent under the direction and control of the postmaster general this officer has the supervision and purchase of all supplies for the department whether under contract or not for the post office department proper or for any branch of the postal service the postal laws and regulations provide that a bureau officer controlling an appropriation may authorize postmasters and other postal officials to purchase supplies chargeable to that appropriation subject to the approval of the purchasing agent in each instance the dead letter office all undeliverable mail matter comes within two classes unmailable and unclaimed 
the first comprises such as is not sufficiently prepaid or so incorrectly insufficiently or illegibly addressed that the destination could not be discovered all letters of this class containing matter of value is classified and recorded and a considerable amount of money can thus be returned to the owner the larger part of such unmailable matter contains articles of merchandise photographs etc the undeliverable letters are those that though properly prepaid and correctly addressed are unclaimed not taken out of the office though effort has been made by advertisement to find the owner letters and parcels received for nineteen sixteen amounted to ten million eight hundred and thirty nine thousand eight hundred and ninety of this number three million six hundred and seventy seven thousand one hundred and ninety four pieces were delivered one hundred one thousand four hundred eighty five filed seven million nineteen thousand four hundred thirty six destroyed and forty one thousand seven hundred seventy five under treatment checks drafts money orders and other valuable papers of the face value of two million three hundred thirteen thousand one hundred nineteen dollars and fifty six cents were found in undelivered letters practically all of which was restored to the owners the net revenue from the sale of undeliverable articles of merchandise and currency found loose in the mails etc aggregated fifty three thousand six hundred sixty five dollars and sixty nine cents advertised letters returned from the dead letter office now required the payment of one cent the revenue of this for the past six months amounted to eleven thousand dollars making net revenue sixty four thousand six hundred sixty five dollars sixty nine cents or within ten thousand dollars of the whole amount required to conduct the operations of the office formerly all dead matter came to washington for examination and disposition now there are twelve large cities in the country geographically arranged to which dead matter is sent in addition to what is received in washington this has made it possible to largely reduce the force in the washington office the establishment of the dead letter office dates back to eighteen twenty five mail locks there are four kinds of locks used by the department in protecting the mails the brass padlocks seen on letter and package boxes the iron lock used on mail pouches the inside letter box lock and the registered lock used to protect the more valuable mail the locks and keys are made by the government in the equipment shops at washington of the iron lock there is something like a million in use these locks are made at a cost of eight and a half cents each and weigh but two and four-fifths ounces the lightest and best lock ever used for the purpose locks previously in use cost a great deal more to make and keep in repair and were much heavier the study of economy in various forms during the past four years has made it possible to introduce many reforms in the manufacture of locks of which the above is a significant example steel is now largely used in all lock equipment on account of the high cost of brass all equipment used in mail transportation is made by the government mail locks and keys were formerly made by contract but during the administration of postmaster general dickinson it was decided to do this work under government supervision public policy no less than economy dictated this course while the manufacture of government locks was surrounded with all possible safeguard and precaution there could be no absolute assurance that the mechanism would be kept secret would be safe from imitation so the government both for security to the mails and for economic reasons decided to have the work done under its own direction 
mail pouches and sacks in the general scheme of mail bags used in the postal service the term pouch is used to apply to all mail bags designed for locking by means of mail locks and the term sack is used to apply to all mail bags used in the postal service which are designed for closing but not locking under the term pouch may be mentioned those bags used for enclosing through registered mail saddle bags designed for transportation of mail on horseback inner registered bags used for holding registered matter and enclosed in another receptacle and the ordinary pouches for first-class mail such as letters etc also the mail catcher pouch the use of which is restricted to the exchange of mails with moving trains under the term sacks which are designed for closing as a rule but not locking come the ordinary sack for newspapers and parcel post matter and bearing a cord fastener which bears a label case and also serves for closure purposes the standard bag is made of number eight canvas of best quality and withstands usage for several years the sacks used for foreign mails ordinary and registered are not provided with a closure device but are tied with a string and secured with a lead seal but it is expected in the near future these classes of bags will be equipped with a locking contrivance during the last ten years the weight of pouches used for ordinary service has been rapidly diminishing the average weight of pouches in 1907, largest size, was about 9 pounds 5 ounces each, while those now being introduced into the service weigh 2.5 pounds each. This reduction in weight being due largely to the elimination of leather parts. Many old-style pouches are still in use, viz. made of a heavy canvas body, leather bottom, and a lightweight top costing about two dollars and sixteen cents each the nineteen o eight pouch made of the heavy canvas bottom with leather band and a lighter weight canvas top and body costing about a dollar forty four each these pouches are now being rapidly replaced with the all canvas pouch costing less than seventy cents each catcher pouch used in the exchange of mails on moving trains costs eighty cents each Wherever possible, the department has eliminated expensive leather and other parts in the production of its equipment. There are approximately 600,000 pouches and 4 million sacks available to the service at present. The all-canvas pouch which the department now furnishes costs between 69 and 70 cents, while the largest size domestic standard sack costs a little less than 73 cents, smaller sizes in proportion pouches and sacks are purchased by contract but kept in repair by the government new pouches of new types are also manufactured by the government nearly eighty thousand being made in the mail bag repair shop during the past year the principal movement of mails is from the east to the west from the great commercial centers to the less densely populated districts this ebb and flow is natural in ordinary times but is greatly increased both in volume and quantity when the immensely stimulated holiday trade changes conditions in all directions and calls for the exercise of administrative ability in meeting extraordinary demands and supplying suddenly developed needs these conditions are met by a system of distribution devised to meet just such needs, whereby congestion is relieved at one point and pressing demands accommodated at another, the various mailbag depositories under capable management rendering such necessary aid. The whole supply of bags has been handled as much as ten times in one year through these depositories without which the peculiar conditions of the service could not be met. 
mountain carriers in the northwest require special pouches especially in the sections where snowshoes are needed the carriers in alaska with their dog teams have also special makes of pouches and thus all conditions are met where peculiar needs require it post office supplies in june 1872 congress authorized the establishment of a blank agency for the purpose of supplying smaller post offices with blanks and stationery the appropriation was one hundred and thirty two thousand five hundred dollars in eighteen eighty three the scope of this enactment was enlarged and the department undertook the tremendous task of supplying all the post offices of the country with stationery and all the office equipment and appliances needed in the conduct of public business the amount of a recent appropriation for the purpose was about two and a half million dollars from this blank agency has grown the division of supplies which furnishes all supplies needed except mail bags locks and keys which come under the equipment branch of which this division is a part supplies are sent to postmasters upon requisitions made out upon blank forms furnished for the purpose these requisitions are carefully revised by clerks and allowances made conformably to practice and customs money order and postal note requisitions are also handled in this division supplies are required in enormous quantities for public use in twine alone the required amount for nineteen sixteen was two million pounds or six hundred and eighty thousand miles of it ink fifteen thousand gallons facing slips more than a billion pencils pens blanks envelopes and paper in staggering amounts the utmost economy is practiced in sending out these immense supplies that waste may be prevented and the money appropriated used to the best advantage the capable management of the superintendent and those in charge of the division of equipment and supplies has produced gratifying results in all directions and rendered service which has been recognized and appreciated special delivery special delivery was authorized by act of march third eighteen eighty five during the administration of postmaster general villas established october first eighteen eighty five at first restricted to free delivery offices in towns of four thousand or more inhabitants august fourth eighteen eighty six it was extended to all free delivery offices special delivery service is made to all persons within the carrier limits of city delivery and to patrons of rural service who reside more than one mile from post offices but within half a mile of rural routes deliveries are made at all first and second class post offices on sundays and at other post offices if open on sunday and at all offices on holidays auditor's report shows that for the quarter ending september nineteen sixteen the amount expended for this service was six hundred thirty three thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars and twenty one cents the number of pieces delivered was nearly eight million or a yearly average of something like thirty two million foreign mail service the foreign mail service of the united states dates back to eighteen sixty eight when james h blackfan was chief clerk of the department this service was then in charge of the chief clerk and when the office of superintendent of foreign mails was created he was placed in charge of it these mails are carried under the act of eighteen ninety one all mails not carried by the mileage basis under this act are carried by non-contract vessels on the weight basis the total cost of this service in 1916 was $2,218,341.
the rate of compensation allowed under the general statute for the sea conveyance of united states mails by steamers of american register not operated under the ocean mail act of eighteen ninety one is not exceeding the full postage of the mails conveyed the two principal offices from which foreign mail is dispatched are new york and san francisco clerks are assigned to this service as need requires under the regulations of the universal postal convention mail matter other than parcel post may be dispatched whether fully prepaid or not but as double the amount of postage is collectible when not fully prepaid postmasters in this country have been instructed whenever practicable to notify senders of short pay letters that such double expenses might be avoided on registered articles and parcel post packages full prepayment is compulsory rate of postage is five cents for the first ounce or fraction of an ounce and three cents for each additional ounce or fraction thereof letter postage for england ireland scotland wales and british possessions goes at two cents an ounce international parcel post rate is twelve cents per pound or fraction of a pound topography branch the impetus given to this branch of the service the making of maps by the rapid growth of rural delivery the reorganization of which made the completion of the county maps an almost immediate necessity has considerably stimulated activity in this direction and been productive of great benefit generally recompilations of state maps have been made old drawings brought up to date and diagram maps replaced by those of the regular edition the making of maps has developed into quite an industry in recent years owing to the greatly increased need for such matter few people realize how necessary such aid is in determining questions of administrative concern especially in such vast areas of public enterprise as the growth and extension of the rural delivery and star route services involves these public maps are very largely used for post routes and altogether this branch occupies quite an important place in department operations of the post route class forty three thousand two hundred and fifty eight were printed during the year of nineteen sixteen one thousand five hundred and forty five were sold to the public together with five thousand nine hundred and eighty three county and one thousand nine hundred and sixty three local center maps blueprints the balance having been distributed to the postal service to other departments and to members of congress in the blueprinting plant seven thousand nine hundred sixty four county maps thirteen thousand three hundred thirty local center maps and ten thousand three hundred forty seven miscellaneous plans forms etc were made of the three thousand and ten counties in the united states there are two thousand six hundred thirty in which rural delivery service is in operation accurate maps showing rural service in nine hundred and eighty four of these counties have been completed while preliminary maps for seven hundred and fifty five others giving similar information have been drawn base maps and other data are in hand which will be used in the compilation of maps of four hundred and thirty two additional counties active steps are being taken to procure information from every possible source for use in compiling maps of the four hundred and fifty nine remaining counties these maps of every county in the united states in which rural service has been established are made on a scale of one inch to the mile they show all public roads rural routes post offices houses schoolhouses churches and streams negative prints are sold at thirty-five cents each by application to the third assistant postmaster general 
lists are furnished on request showing maps completed division of post office service on the first of july nineteen sixteen a new division was created in the office of the first assistant postmaster general to be known as the division of post office service this new division absorbs the duties formerly performed by the city delivery and the division of salaries and allowances all persons employed directly in post offices as well as the city carriers will now come under the control of this division it will also include every function relating to the handling and the moving of the mails in the cities and towns of the country more efficiency and better results generally are confidently expected to follow this change which is in line with the general policy of placing all closely related duties under the same jurisdiction and control End of section 5